and a very good morning to you, Peter. Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday. Good morning to you, Silvana, and good morning to the listeners. Yes, so today, one of my absolute favorites, and I'm sure many people listening right now, winter desserts, winter puddings. Yes, yes, it's certainly the, the weather for nice baked goods, nice hot steaming puddings and, uh-huh. and that kind of thing. Also, my, my favorite kind of desserts to make, I'm not a... I'm not a, I don't have a big sweet tooth, so I don't like sort of ornate fiddly desserts. I like yes. big trays of steamy, steamy, um, hot uh, sponges and toffee mm. sauces and, and caramelized bananas and bits and pieces like that. So, so that's kind of, cause it lends itself. You pop it in the oven, forget about it, and then you can nibble on it for days kind of thing. So, so the, the first time I'm probably my, my, my favorite of those, of those kind of baked desserts. Is um, and it's it's kind of my my go to whenever I, whenever I'm not quite sure what to make. I, the first thing that always springs to mind is a sticky toffee pudding, Ooh, um, and that nice. is 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 a it's it's such an easy one to make, but it has such a distinctive and rich flavour. Um, and and so this so, and it's basically a date pudding. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the, 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 it's a very English kind of traditional English dessert, but it makes no mention of the actual dates in it. So, so often you'll see people go, oh, they have a, they have a, um, um, a date pudding recipe and it's, it's often the same thing. So what we're looking at, um, I've got the recipe in front of me here, actually. Uh-huh. So, so we're looking at about, um, you're looking at those little, the best dates to use are not the loose ones, but to actually buy those baked dates, we buy them in the little cakes. Yes. Uh, almost like a little, it's almost like a date bar. It's all compressed because it's had the pips taken out and those are the best ones to use. Uh-huh. So you're looking at about, this this will probably make enough for about ten people, a nice solid tray. Ten people or or five really hungry people, depending on on your yes. appetite and your and your yearning for for, for hot sweet puddings. Uh-huh. Um, so you're looking at three hundred and forty three hundred and forty grams of dates. So that's probably, I think it's probably one and a half of the, those bars of dates are usually about two hundred two fifty grams. Uh-huh. So you'll need one and a half of those. So if you buy three. Then you've got enough to make the thing twice. Yes. Um, and all you're doing there is is you're basically putting those dates, you're chopping the dates up roughly, um, and you're you're putting them in about a half a liter of water, and you want to cook those. Just put them on the stove and let them do their thing, let them simmer away until they they'll eventually break down into like a a nice sort of rich, soft, sludgy mush. Mm. Um, there'll be some lumps in it, but don't worry about that because they're going to break down while they're cooking. So give it a stir every now and again, but let it let it break down. And you want to take that off the stove and just leave it to one side. Then you're looking at 340 grams of sugar and four eggs, mm-hmm. and you're putting those together in a in a in a bowl, either with a with hand uh, either hand beater or an electric mixer. And you want to just beat that up to the till the sugar is nice and light and fluffy. It goes that kind of straw color, and the and the and the sugar starts to dissolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so then you've got four eggs, and you're going to add one egg at a time. So you add one egg, whisk, beat it all in, then add the next one. Do that four times. And then you're going to add 340 grams. So there's a, there's a thread here. There's 340 grams of dates, 340 grams of sugar, and now 340 grams of self-raising flour. Okay. It's important that you use the self-raising flour. Uh-huh. Um, otherwise, you're going to have this this pavement, this piece mm. of pavement, uh, uh, pavement square instead of a nice, nice light fluffy. So you've got self-raising flour plus you're going to add another two teaspoons of bicop. So this sounds like quite a lot of bicop. It, what, what it does to the pudding here is it makes it light and fluffy, but it also gives it almost a, 
a slightly that that kind of you know that bicarb tingle that you get. Yes. So it's it's, it's the alkaline that alkaline the alkalinity gives that little tingle on the tongue, that little sharpness, mm. which which is great because it's quite a sweet pudding, and that sharpness from the bicarb makes that it's not sickly sweet. Yes. So now you combine. So now that you've mixed your your eggs in one by one, you've got your flour and you've got a fairly thick paste. What you want to do is get a greased mold, like a, a baking pan, or you can actually do it in like individual muffin pans. If you want to be clever and do little individual mm. portions, you can do it in a muffin pan. Or I like to do it just in one big tray and cut squares of it. Yes. So once get that ready, get your oven heated to 150 degrees, get your, your greased pan ready. When that's done, then fold in your warm date mixture into the flour mixture. And that'll already start to loosen up and start to rise up a little bit because obviously that bicarb and in the self-raising flour and the extra bicarb will start to activate. So it's gonna that's why you want to get everything ready and do this last mm-hmm. right before you pop it in the oven. Yes. So mix it all together nice and easy. Pour the batter into into the tray and then pop that into the oven for probably about ah, 30 minutes, give or take. Yeah, usual story, just check with a little skewer or a sharp knife. You want to be able to Pop it into the into the into the into anywhere into the usually in the middle is best. Um, into the middle of the cake, pull it out, and if the blade or the skewer comes out clean, then you know your 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 your, your cake is ready. Take that out, let it sit, and let it cool for a little bit. So, and then the, the, where the sticky toffee comes in is the is the rich caramel sauce. Now, this is the secret. The, the idea is generally that you must make the caramel sauce while your pudding is in the oven. Because what you want to do is you want to pour the sauce, much like Melba, mm-hmm. you want to pour the hot sauce over the hot pudding because then it really soaks up the sauce quite quickly because it's because it's it's still warm, it's quite porous. Mm-hmm. And when you pour the hot uh, toffee sauce over it, it really just soaks into the pudding quite nicely. Yes. So so here's a, just a standard, a standard kind of... Um, uh, um, recipe for caramel sauce. I usually use about about 100 grams of cream, 100 grams of butter, mm-hmm. um, and a half a cup of water and about a, a cup of sugar. So basically, you put the cup of water, the water and the sugar together, let that cook till it starts to get a little bit smoky. It goes that beautiful golden brown color. Yes. But you want to take it a little bit further just until you can start to see little faint bits of smoke coming off. And the reason you do this mm-hmm. is that you want a hint of that sort of bitter caramel to it. If you just make a sickly sweet toffee sauce, yeah. the, the whole pudding becomes incredibly, incredibly sweet. Mm. So if you give that caramel a little bit of a dark edge to it, mm. um, that will give a nice a nice bitterness to your, to your, to your pudding. So when that happens, starts to smoke, you drop in your, your butter and your cream. Again, let it do its thing. Make sure you've mm-hmm. got a big enough saucepan that it doesn't boil all over the place. Yes. Um, and then the secret is to pour it over your your, stuff, your sticky toffee pudding. What I find a trick mm-hmm. to do is, is to portion your sticky toffee pudding. Mm-hmm. So I like to cut it into, while it's still in the tray, cut it into six or eight squares or how many, 12 pieces, how many are you going to do and then pour the the the, pudding, the the caramel mix over. What happens there is that because you've cut, you've defined the portions, that helps where you've sliced it up into portions, it helps the caramel sauce seep in in between the kind of cake. Yes. Because it, what ends up happening is sometimes like with Malfa, you pour the caramel sauce over the top, and only the top and the sides get really nice and sticky and, and stodgy. Yeah. So by, by portioning it and cutting into portions, all of that toffee sauce will follow in those cuts and mm-hmm. soak deeper into the pudding so give you a much much nicer richer stickier kind of 
Exactly. Makes sense because I was also thinking like normally I would prick it with like a fork. Uh, just, yes, you know. <laughs> also worked perfectly. Yeah. No, to make little holes, well. yeah. Yeah, yeah, to let yeah, it seep that in. just as well. Yeah. Definitely. And you'll be amazed how that, when you do cut it like that, how the sauce actually yes. disappears. So yeah. w- what I suggest you do is hold some of the sauce back if you're going to serve it with the pudding because you, you'll pour all of it over the, and it will just soak up. The, the mm-hmm. pudding will soak it all up completely. So it's best to keep a, maybe a cup full of the sauce to the side so you can actually serve that when you yeah. serve the pudding. Um and it's best served warm. I mean, you just put it back in the oven for a cup. It doesn't need to be piping hot. Yes. It can be cold. It's not really a problem. It's delicious either way, but it's nicer. Mm-hmm. Just pop the whole tray back in the oven for about five minutes before you actually serve it. So it's nice and warm. And and the best accompaniment for that is is, is probably just a nice, a nice big hefty dollop of vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. It actually works really, really nicely with, um, with creme fraiche. Oh wow! Because then you yeah. get that, or sour cream, because you get that, mm. you get the nice creaminess that works with it. But you've yes. got again the added acidity from the creme fraiche or the sour cream. Also, just helps to break up that that richness of, of the of the pudding. So that's yeah. probably one of my that's one of my favorite ones. The easiest one, which is probably the one I make more often than not, because it's a quick one. You know, it's one of those things. Oh my word! We need you're halfway through preparing for lunch, and you realize you haven't thought of a dessert. Yes. Um, for me, crumble. Especially a winter, a nice winter fruit crumble is one of the easiest things in the world to do because generally we all have the ingredients knocking around. If you've got a fruit ball on the table with literally this time of year, whatever you whatever you want to put in there, yeah. apples, pears, guavas, you can either do it one single fruit or do it with a number of fruit. I like to do it with um, apples um, and, and prunes. Yes. So I do ra- apples, nice uh, pitted prunes, roughly chop them up. And then mix. I like to mix it through a little bit of brown sugar, and a, and a, I have to. I'm partial to a couple of shots of dark rum oh. in the fruit, just to, just to yeah. give a nice richness to it. So put that into a baking tray, and then the crumble topping itself is is literally when they say easy as pie. It really is uh-huh. is that. I mean, yes. you need equal amounts of sugar and flour, yes. and then half half that of butter. So if you were saying a cup of sugar, a cup of flour, then you want half a cup of butter. Mm. I prefer to use the demerara or the or the you know the treacle sugar, the brown sugar. I find yeah. you can use the normal 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 uh, normal granulated sugar, yes. but I find the the, the the demerara or the treacle sugar give a nice kind of multi richness, almost like a little fudginess when they when they start to caramelize. It's it's much much more interesting and a, a better depth of flavor than the regular sugar is. Mm-hmm. So basically, you you basically mix all your ingredients together in a bowl and you literally literally rub them together with your hands. Rub it together with your hands and it almost form, until it forms that kind of coarse kind of uh, oatmeal-y kind of consistency. A little, little bit of lumps and bits and pieces. Ideally. If you squeeze it all together, it should form a ball. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of consistency. But you want to break that up. I would. I often like to do sometimes um, just to put a, a little twist on, on on and another extra textural element to, to the crumble topping is oats, mm-hmm. uh, jungle oats. Mix yes. half a cup of jungle oats in there as well because it gives a lovely nice little texture. They crisp up beautifully in the oven, and it just gives another little chew. You could also add some chopped almonds to that. Mm-hmm. So any kind of anything along those lines that will add a, an added crunch to your crumble topping. And you literally mix it all up and then sprinkle it loosely over the top. Don't pack it down. Just sprinkle it loosely over the top. Bomb that in the oven mm-hmm. for probably, again, 30 minutes, about 150, 160. And you can tell when it's ready because 
not only is it going nice golden brown and crisp on top, but you'll start to see round the edges mm -hmm. where the fruit has started to caramelize and you start to see that sort of bubble from the sugar and, the, and, and you can see that around the outsides of the cooking tray, you'll mm -hmm. start to see those bubbles form and that's where the apple is starting to disintegrate. It's mixing with the sugar and possibly the rum and you're starting to get that lovely bubbly caramel. Then you know your fruit's cooking and then you can take your crumble out and say mm -hmm. that, that with just some whipped cream is probably one of the simplest winter pleasures. Yes. Um, and again, it's one of those things that you literally, mm. I mean, this time of year, apples, pears, guavas, blueberries, mm. um, the, the fruit that you can mix in there, dried fruit, the fruit that you can put in there is quite limitless. Yes. Um, oh. uh, one of my favorite for later on in the year, which is which is more of a spring uh, vegetable, uh, fruit is rhubarb. Oh. Rhubarb in a crumble yeah. has got to be, for me, the most. The, 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 it's one of those kind of childhood desserts that, when they mm. say the, those, those those nursery puddings. Yes. For me, a rhubarb crumble is is the essence of that. Rhubarb for me is is the most stunning of ingredients because it's there's a tartness and a bitterness that it takes on loads of sugar well, but it's always got this natural bitterness that it's not an overly sweet dish. I like bitter things. I like mm. Campari and pink grapefruit and things like rhubarb. Where you balance the bitterness out with the sugar, but the bitterness makes sure that it's not an overly sweet dish. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I think two puddings worth trying this weekend. Yes. One a little bit more PT and, uh -huh. and, and needs a little bit more measuring um, and a little bit more preciseness with the sticky toffee pudding. Alternatively, the, the crumble, which is the best way to just wing it. There is just a case of getting a feel for your crumble topping, making it uh -huh. all nice and crumbly. Um, and, and say your base is whatever you fancy it to be. Love it. Oh, Peter, you're just making me so hungry now. And I must say, I'm leaning towards that sticky toffee pudding. Definitely sounds oh, delicious. All... Yeah. Oh, it's an absolute winner. You can't go wrong. Yes. And I say, it's one of those things where I've, I always say to people, I've no idea how long you can keep it for because it never seems to last mm. long enough to, to oh, yeah. I've never thrown a piece away, put it that way. Yes, gobble up in one go, I say. Yes, most <laughs> well, Yes, well, Peter, thank you so much uh, for all the tips and all of those easy-to-make puddings. And uh, what are your plans for the weekend? Is it indoors, outdoors? Yeah, like it's going to be indoors. I think obviously tomorrow is, uh, tomorrow is rugby. So we're oh, yes. heading some friends to go at 9 o'clock early start. We're going to go mm -hmm. down to, to a local spot down here, the, the, the Chapman's Peak Hotel. We've got a big screening area. Watch the, the Springboks. That'll, yes. be, that'll be tomorrow. And then I've got mm -hmm. a big family, Sunday lunch. Family, all the family coming over on Sunday for a bit of a Sunday roast. So there may well be some sticky toffee pudding on Sunday afternoon. Ooh, yes, I love the sound of that. Well, Peter, have a great weekend. And you and I will catch up same time next week. We will indeed, Savannah, and to all our listeners, until next week, may the sauce be with you. May the sauce be with you. Bye. Bye.